102 of GNC Week in Review podcast, proud partner of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. We are live on gncweekly.com slash live, so please be sure to say hello in chat or comment. Also, be sure to like and subscribe to the GNC WIR channel on YouTube. If you missed a live video, that's okay. You can always catch the replay later. If you are a listener, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast where you can find on the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. If you have a comment, be it on social media or email, and those links can all be found at gncweekly.com slash connect. So we've been away for over a month. A lot of things been going on. <laughs> you were and, distracted with your script. <laughs> yes, I was looking at you and looking at my script <laughs> and the intro. So, um, so anyway, yeah, we've been away for a little over, um, been away for a little over a month. It's good to be back. Um, a lot of personal stuff to happen home side. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I'm happy. And as you're probably watching live right now, if you're watching live or if you're catching replay later, um, little by little, slowly incrementing, incrementing to getting into better gear. My camera, yay! The camera so, is fantastic. Yes, it's a Logi uh, webcam. So I'm a happy puppy, and I got new uh, um, equipment to plug everything in. So next up is a, the new mic and new setup, and or a new area to to put everything <laughs> in. So, so I am a happy puppy. And I'm glad we're back. I'm Indeed. so happy we're back. I'm yeah, so happy. For sure. And and also I'm happy uh, for... So it means the chaos for us is over. <laughs> right. We exactly. haven't been off because we wanted to be. Right. There was a lot of things that were going on, per, you know, personal stuff that we had to take care of. So, yeah. So it's good to be back and it's good yep. that uh, that things have settled down for both of us. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and also, um, I'm even more, we're even more happy is in two weeks, I did promise... A special guest supposed to be on uh, before we went on break uh, for the holidays and CES. Um, that this guest couldn't make it because of other reasons. I totally understand. Totally understand that. So two weeks from now, um, Friday, April first. Now we're going to be off next week because I'm going to have oral surgery, so I can't talk for two weeks, <laughs> which is going to suck royally. <laughs> Especially for my day job. My day job actually is a is a is a, is a win win for me because I don't have to talk talk to people. So I'm happy about that. But as far as talking to my family, my good friend Scott and everybody, um, I'm going to be quiet. I have to be. I have to. My, I, have to I can't talk for two weeks. So, um, so Friday, April first, special time, six p.m. Eastern time. We're gonna have a special guest for our uh, special guest coming on to uh, with us uh, on the covering the look at the week's tech news so it's going to be awesome cannot i cannot wait so it's gonna be a special time 6 p.m eastern time genesweekly.com we'll put put stuff out on on our social media posts and everything like that and then two weeks later or not i'm sorry a week later we're gonna have something really cool that we're going to delve into it's going to be that i recently picked up and scott <laughs> picked up on uh six years ago on something so uh so we're gonna have a special episode or and our and finally segment it's gonna be really interesting that we're going to delve into that so 
So a lot of lot lot of cool stuff going on. We're gonna do a deep dive into AI. Mm -hmm. Yep. And this, uh, and a particular AI uh, Mm -hmm. on the anniversary of. uh, We'll talk about the anniversary. The anniversary is of Tay, Microsoft's disaster of a Twitter bot. Um, And for the six year anniversary, we're gonna dive into what appears to be maybe her replacement. Yeah. And I just <laughs> I just down, I just downloaded it. Um exactly. Whoops. Wasn't me. My watch wasn't just talking randomly <laughs> okay. for absolutely well. no reason. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> so so definitely yeah so in, in um so all uh, so yeah April 8th um at a regular time we're back to a regular time um April 8th uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time so um but uh, but two weeks from now uh Special time, seven each time. Please, 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 please tune in. I'm not going to tell the guest name because I've been looking forward to this. And, and also, too, I want to, you know, when we have, we could, sometimes, well, this podcast want to incorporate more guests into the, you know, into the podcast. And we have guests come on for TPN, for CES, for media outlets and others, what have you. So, you know, so as far as our, with our podcast, we want to, and across, and also cross promoting, you know, to be a guest on other podcasts uh-huh. you know to get other people on you know get their take on things you know and have a discussion and break down the news and critique them if need be as we always do so um so i'm looking forward to it so we're going to have definitely you know more have more guests on come on hopefully i'm going to see if i can reach out to people not the like like todd todd and chris and right. others but but there's a but there are all other podcasts that are on tech podcast networks so if you go to tech techpodcast.com yeah, techpodcast.com or Tech Podcast Network, or is it? Because I'm trying to think if it's is it techpodcast.com the list is on there, or is tech, it tech techpodcasts.com? Okay, cool. Okay, so on that site, there's plenty other tech podcasts. So I'm definitely so I'm gonna definitely see. We're gonna definitely reach out to them to come on, come on the podcast, and you know we'll obviously if we we'll be more than happy to go on theirs as well. So so big things coming. Uh, interim future um you know he's noticed the new countdown the music so hopefully we'll have our logo soon <laughs> yes a uh, a a refresh was done uh, cool. took a new ended up taking a new direction okay inspired by one of the stories from f5 live last week actually oh okay sweet excellent so hopefully fingers crossed in two weeks uh a new logo will be up and on the website so I am looking for it. To, looking forward to it. All right, so let's dive in with the news of the week. Um, first up, Google is being sued by a Florida restaurant group alleging that a tech company has been setting up unauthorized pages to capture food orders rather than directing them to the restaurant's own site. Google uses this is from <clears throat> this lawsuit that, filed, that was filed on behalf of Left Field Holdings, a restaurant company that runs a lime fresh Mexican grill franchises. Google uses, quote, bait and switch tactics to get customers to place takeout or pickup orders through, quote, new, unauthorized, and deceptively branded web pages. On those pages, customers are prompted with large buttons to order with food delivery companies like Grubhub, DoorDash, or Seamless. The, and, okay, why is it doing that? Okay. Um, In the uh, lawsuit, also, it says, quote, Google never bothered to obtain permission from restaurants to sell our products online. Google purposely designed its website to appear to the user to be offered 
sponsored and approved by the restaurant when they are not, a tactic no doubt employed by Google to increase orders and clicks. In a statement to Ars Technica, of course, naturally, Google disputed the, quote, miscarriage of our product and said we're dealing defending itself against the lawsuit. Um, spokesperson Jose Castaneda told Ars Technica, quote, our goal is to customers with restaurants they want to order food from and make it easier for them to do it through the order online button. We provide tools for merchants to indicate whether they support online orders or prefer a specific provider, including their own ordering website. We do not receive any compensation for orders or integration with this feature. Yikes. So this is not uh, – so I I don't think Google can really, you know, have their own, you know, technical know-how to even, you know, try to, like, get customers to – for bait and switch. They basically just – you know, they, if, it's, if a bit, restaurant wants to have a website and they want to upload it or I'm sorry, publish it, that's up to them, and not and not have a any backing from Google, or is it or is it just something completely one sided? This is fascinating. Mm. See, yeah, it's odd. <laughs> so I just did it. Mm-hmm. For a couple of reasons, I've not seen this. First of all, they shut down all the lime grills in our area. We had one within view of my old office. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> one of our favorite places to go. I still have a bowl from there. Anyway, <laughs> why would I surprise? <laughs> it's an awesome serving bowl. They okay. The, the salads came in these massive bowls, and they were really unique. Yeah. And I, I made a comment offhandedly to one of my employees that I liked the bowl, and mm-hmm. she went on a campaign to make sure I could have one. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it was awesome. But anyway, um, but also because I don't use Google. So I'm looking at the search result here, and I see the order food button, order online. And when you go to I have found myself in this before. Um. And been confused and annoyed by what I was looking for. I got a little ways into it. I'm like, there's no way this is official. Right. (laughs) And so I ended up backing out of it and going somewhere else. I I probably went over to Uber Eats or something and found where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. So the result, so it's food.google.com is where it takes you. And it's saying, choose provider. And it's offering Postmates, Uber Eats, and DoorDash. Uh, and there's a tab for pickup and delivery. This doesn't look official. Mm-hmm. This looks scammy. Yeah. And it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. Good for Lime. Yeah. Yeah, but as but as far as like what kind of like is um, but again. Like Google is, depending on how you look Google, I mean, basically for most part, it's a search engine. And, you know, again, if a restaurant wants to, because I usually, when I order restaurants, I go to their website. I don't, it's very rare that I would go to Google, search for that restaurant, then, then go, then go from there. I go directly to the source. Yeah. So, you know, so it's um, for, for them to say that 
for them for them to say in a lawsuit that they use bait and switch tactics sounds I don't kind of believe that. I I mean based on what I'm looking at, I do. Yeah. Okay. I do. I see okay. it. So it'll be more okay. Okay. Because so, it it looks like it the idea is it's supposed to look like you've gone somewhere official. Right. And okay. you haven't. You're still on Google. Uh, okay. Now here's okay. the thing. Here's okay. the thing. Okay. Lime is in a very uh, crowded market. Mm-hmm. Okay. But mm-hmm. Lime is a very small company. They used to be owned by TGI Fridays. They are not anymore. They're owned by a small company out of Miami. Right. They've only got about 16 locations. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go to Google and search for Chipotle, mm-hmm. there's no search result. There's no order online search result. Okay. If you search for Moe's Mexican Grill, mm-hmm. no cert- no order online button. If you search for Qdoba, there's no order online button. And if you search for Pancheros, there's no order online button. Those are their four big national competitors. Mm-hmm. This is a small company that I think Google didn't think was uh, going to try and step on them. Okay. Because okay. Chipotle is going to file suit right away. As soon as oh, they absolutely. find out about it, Chipotle is going to sue them. Right. And, and I think they figured, well, you know, Lime, people are searching for it, but they're mm-hmm. small enough that they're probably not going to take issue. We're giving them more business, right? right? Oh, but you're doing it in a way that feels it's a little questionable. Un- under- underhanded. Okay. If you want to put an order online button mm-hmm. and have it go to the order online button page on their website, mm-hmm. fine. Right. That is an answer box, just like any other answer box on Google. Okay. But to take them to your own site, they there was a there was a major court case about exactly this when they started stealing data from Yelp and making it look like it was theirs. I think this falls in the same line. I think there's precedent for this lawsuit uh, already uh, at a federal level. I think there's already precedent for it, and I I all but guarantee uh, they win this on precedent. Uh, okay, so now I see because I go to there's a place. Um, a tiny restaurant that mo- our family goes to like religiously. Okay. And I see that when I went, I searched in the, the name and I, I went through the Google app and it's giving me orders. I can do slice DoorDash, their own website, Grubhub. Wow. Wait. So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing about Lime. They huh. didn't give the option for ordering from their own website. Uh, okay. Right. Exactly. Right. They're That's- only pushing to companies that we know that they publicly have a relationship with. Okay. In this case, we know Google has a, a pretty strong relationship with most of the delivery apps. Okay. Okay. So, so basically, so this seems like this suit sort of sounds that has merit. Yeah. In a, in a way. I, okay. I think it has some. Okay. Because so in in the case of Lime, when I get my search results, this is this is fairly branded. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a photo with the logo on it. Yeah, which is 
that's not going to be that won't be covered under fair use. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so at the very least, they've got a they've got a copyright infringement case going on. But I've been to the company's website. Mm-hmm. I know they have an order online. Well, yeah, well, and it's being it's missed here. It's only taking you to Postmates, Uber Eats, same company, uh, and DoorDash. Yeah, with this restaurant, so the worst. This, the, is, yeah. this is this is fascinating. I can yeah. I can understand. This is kind of like the McDonald's hot coffee case, right? Where on the surface right. you're like, "Why are you upset about them driving more business to you?" Oh, but they're not. Mm-hmm. They're not yeah. necessarily. They're driving business to Postmates, New Eats. Right. And you might be might be a side effect of that mm-hmm. or not. Maybe they get there and they're like, oh, but there's a buy one, get one at Chipotle. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is interesting. And the fact that it's Lyme it amuses me to no end because I because of this story, I now know that well, there's one in Orlando and I want to go there. Well, that's why. Well, a because see, you know, for those that like don't know, like I when I pull the stories, I try to like you know tie into something that, um, you know, not all related as far as like you know locally tech news. I mean, I try to do we try to do national. But when I saw this, I'm like, yep, this is gonna be the top one. <laughs> and there's no way for you to have known that I literally have Mm-mm. one of their bowls. I know exactly in my kitchen. <laughs> exactly, and I was like, "You have like a, you amass so much stuff," and I'm like, I, "Why am I when I was surprised I didn't get something from there, <laughs> especially a bowl, big bowl? It's huge." <laughs> oh, MG. Yeah, this should be this should be interesting to see. Um, what's and I'm surprised, and like you said, and you know, it's a possibility that. You know, this may be picked up by other, by other groups, other Russian groups. Absolutely, maybe because, you know, like I said, with this, with um, let me just pull mine. I'll, I'll show you real quick. See with this, it's, it's going to get picked up and joined by other restaurant groups that have an online order system on their site that Google mm-hmm. is not pointing to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's right. That's my guess. Yeah. So this is the um. Pull up here. So that's the. Um, uh huh. Yeah, that's yeah. So and if you go over this way, uh, um, shoot. Uh, <laughs> so it's kind of hard to. So it's kind of hard to like do. Yes, like, it is. <laughs> press again. Okay. So. Okay. So. Yeah. So. Call restaurant. Yeah. You've even got a call restaurant option. Yeah. And the food's very, very good, by the way. And I don't want to, and I want to, hopefully I didn't show their number because <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to get doxxed. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm looking at it and, you know, it has like, you can, um, yeah, DoorDash. I saw that. I just saw that a second ago. Um, and you can go to their, to their own website. But see, again, for me personally, you know, when I, when I go to like a restaurant, if I want to order a lot, I want to go directly to their site. I mean, I guess, and also too, sometimes which, very rarely which you can hear, right? Mm-hmm. I can order directly from them, which I imagine costs them less and costs you as a customer less than right. doing it through Uber Eats or mm-hmm. whoever. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. so many reasons why they would want that to not only be an option, but to be the top option. 
Right. And for Google to have just gone, nah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be yeah, that's gonna be interesting to see. I'm and I'm definitely want to keep an eye on this and see um, what happens uh, with it. But wow, I want to go to the Orlando location now. <laughs> Oh, we're already, talking, we're already talking about food already. Oh, gee. Okay. All right. And uh, next up, uh, this is big. Um, Amazon has closed its eight. Uh, blah, blah, blah. See, we're going off the rails now. Um, Amazon has closed its $8.5 billion acquisition. That's what it would be of MGM. The company said on Thursday, the pact was first announced in May and has been way through the regulatory process per amazon quote the storied nearly century-old studio with more than 4,000 film titles 17,000 tv episodes 180 academy awards and 100 emmy awards will complement prime video and amazon studios work in delivering a diverse offering of entertainment choices to customers the completion of the transaction comes two days after the Amazon MGM deal reached clearance from the European from the European Union's antitrust regulator, which quote unconditionally approved Amazon's proposed acquisition of MGM, wow. in part because quote MGM's content cannot be considered as must have. The uh, the European Commission in its antitrust review found that the overlaps between the Amazon and MGM businesses are quote limited. Oh, As of what a slap in the face, MGM's mm -hmm. content isn't considered must have. What, well, yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> As of yesterday morning, the Federal Trade Commission has not yet made a public challenge or approval of the deal. However, an individual with knowledge of the matter told Variety the FTC does not formally approve transactions, it either challenge them or doesn't. And should the agency choose to challenge them, then the FTC may do so before or after they are consummated. Amazon declined to comment on the FTC, FTC aspect of the transition close announcement. The companies have not yet disclosed what leadership will look like in the now merged MGM, MGM and Amazon, where Jennifer Salke is currently the head of Amazon Studios. And industry chatter has led speculation she could serve as the chief of a combined studio. According to the according to an Amazon rep, with the deal closed, MGM's man, MGM's management team has joined the group behind Mike Hopkins, senior VP of Prime Video and Amazon Studios. That includes film chief uh, film chief Michael DeLuca and television group head Mark Burnett. So you probably all know him, producer, as uh, when he was on uh, Dave Lerman. Um, uh, Hopkins hold said, on, "Hold on, you're going with." With Letterman and not Survivor. Oh, Survivor. Sorry, <laughs> he's white. Right, one of the producer of Survivor. Sorry, the, the creator. Or creator. He is right. responsible for Survivor, <laughs> and most, and because of that, most of reality television as we know it, for better or worse. That's true, and I know, and I know you're a big fan of Survivor, so. Uh, back or and was. forth. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can. Go, I can go back and forth. Uh, yeah. But Survivor is produced by MGM Television. Has mm -hmm. been since 2016. Yep. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Um, MGM, uh, Mr. Hopkins says a statement, quote, MGM has a nearly century-long legacy of producing exceptional entertainment. And we share our commitment to delivering a broad slate of original films and television shows to a global audience. 
We welcome MGM employees, creators, and talent to Prime Video and Amazon Studios. And we look forward to working together to create even more opportunities to deliver quality storytelling to our customers. Chief Beerton, Chief Operating Officer of MGM, uh, added, quote, we are excited for MGM and its bounty of iconic brands, legendary films, and television series, and our incredible team and creative partners to join our Prime Video family. MGM has been responsible for the creation of some of the most well-known and critically acclaimed films and television series of the past century. We look forward to continuing that tradition as we head into this next chapter, coming together with a great team at Prime Video and Amazon Studios to provide audiences with the very best in entertainment for years to come. And boy, they're sucking up to Amazon. <laughs> MGM, founded in 1924, will bring Amazon a catalog of more than 4,000 movies and 17,000 TV shows, including James Bond, Pink Panther, and Rocky movie franchises. Amazon believes, uh, Ms. Hopkins says also in the uh, statement, <clears throat> Amazon believes, quote, the real financial, the real financial value behind this deal is the treasure trove of intellectual property in a deep catalog that we plan to reimagine and develop together with MGM's talented team. So Amazon got a big win, and that's huge. And I'm looking forward to it because I love because a lot of, I love the uh, a lot of the MGM titles out there from I know my mom loves the uh, classics too. So I'm so this is big. So there's a couple of questions that I'm going to try and answer over the coming days. <laughs> um, how much is it like, is any of it not coming with the sale? Right. Is any of it going to somebody else? Like, for example, does Amazon now own two, uh, three television stations? Mm. Right. Because MGM owns Epics and Impact and right. obviously MGM HD. Right. So does Amazon now own Epics? Hmm. That's that's a good question. But don't also <laughs> but also but also too, doesn't Turner own some of the MGM properties to MGM catalog too? So Turner uh has had a longtime licensing deal with MGM. Okay. Uh, but I think that expired with the uh, AT and T and now Discovery Plus sure. thing. I don't know that that's uh, okay. In Discovery sale, I don't know that that okay. is still valid. But because, they had a long time licensing deal. Okay, yeah, I knew that. So as far as so when answered the question as far as those those networks, what's going to happen to the content on TCM? Because if that goes to that, all goes to Amazon Prime. Some people are gonna be screwed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me, I have Amazon. I have yeah. um, I have Amazon Prime, so I'm happy. So, <laughs> and if you don't, f 5 livetv slash Prime. There you go <laughs> for a 30 day free trial. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that's not directly MGM branded. Right. Epics and Impact are are obvious. But so are Orion Pictures and uh, United Artists mm -hmm. and all right. of the stuff under UA. Yep. That are wholly owned subsidiaries of MGM. Are they mm -hmm. going? Or is it only MGM branded stuff? Is it only the content and not the company? What has. Yeah, that's the, I, that's the I wrote a, I wrote about this a while ago. Did mm -hmm. they buy MGM Pictures or did they buy MGM? Right. Is right. Amazon 
now the worldwide distributor of Survivor? <laughs> right? Yeah. And all of Mark Burnett's stuff? Yeah. Uh, I think he's also Big Brother. So is MGM, is Amazon now the distributor of Big Brother? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that's something that yeah, that's something that's gonna be quite that's gonna be a lot of question raised because if they own those networks and they say they have a catalog, but the catalog because MGM I because I, I follow it very I follow it closely um over time and they and I'm just kind of curious what they're gonna do if they're going to again if TCM goes and if they had if they had the licensing deal and it went away. And what's going to happen to like future? Because there's there's some there's some catalog there's some uh, catalogs or some episodes that are still on that are still on Hulu. They're still on. There might be a couple on Paramount. I think not many. Of which uh, one? Um, I'm trying to think which one it is. I can't. Uh, I can't remember the name of them. Um, Holy crap! I'm trying to think of the names. I can't remember the top. I know there's a, at least one or two somewhere, and I'll probably think about it later, and I'll probably like yell at my sleep later. <laughs> but it happens. But it's like, but that's kind of, that's a good that's a good question. What's going to happen with those other catalogs and properties and content? And well, am- contracts are timed, right? Mm-hmm. Amazon has to. Uh, adhere to those contracts until they expire. Mm-hmm. Um, so what it comes down to is, will they be willing to extend or renew contracts? Right. Or are they going to pull a Disney right. and and stop with those kinds of contracts and Netflix no longer gets Marvel movies and they all go to Disney Plus? Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So it's possible... Yeah, especially when you take into consideration that Amazon owns two stream, at least two streaming services right now that we publicly know about, because they mm-hmm. also own IMDb TV, which is yep. way too many letters <laughs> and no words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But Epics is also a streaming service that they might or might not now own. Right. <laughs> so it's possible that they'll spread the love some it's also possible that they'll collapse down at least one of these my guess is epics uh the streaming service rolls into imdb tv just a thought well how about maybe do you think how about like i know we're probably speculating and we're you know we're we're um fantasizing this about maybe okay. that they <laughs> and, turn, and turning it into an 18 hour show right <laughs> <laughs> no but i yeah really um but um but how about like <laughs> how about like folding in epics and basically make it like one like there's amazon prime video so there's epics which are pro- more, does have an app so could they could easily combine that content all into one plat in one platform and not have spread out right you know what i mean that would seem yeah, like they're, more they're not going to collapse imdb tv no, um, because that one, so so that one is free and ad supported, mm-hmm. which is a very different model, right? Um, and one that seems to be working for them. They've got some interesting stuff over there. Yeah, um, and I watch stuff on it surprisingly frequently. Yeah, same um, here. I watched Judge Judy on it. Oh, is is that where it ended up? Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. I knew that she moved. 
Mm-hmm. I just didn't know where she moved to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wikipedia has already updated the list for epics. And it says owner Metro Goldwyn Meyer MGM Holdings Inc. Parentheses Amazon. Wow, that didn't take long. That didn't take long. So there you go. That tells us that they bought the corporation and not just the content, the okay. entire infrastructure. Good. Okay. So now we so have break- that means, so we have breaking. That news. means <laughs> that means Amazon now owns three mainline television stations just throwing that out there yeah that's a credit that's amazing how and there, and i think there, and you know what even and is, is the dis- worldwide distributor for things like big brother and survivor what i th- and also too i think i think i think in a dream scenario in a dream world i think maybe and they might do this and if amazon's listening you know you know i'll be more you know more than happy to put up you know point up the money to us <laughs> um, is I think that that'll be a good idea to the content they have. They can easily incorporate into one platform instead of having again, spread out. Yeah. Not to it's, mention it's what happens frequently with these mm-hmm. kinds of mega buys. Mm-hmm. You know, look, look what AT&T did right. With oh, all absolutely. of the, all of the disparate things. Now it's ironically going the other direction now that it's going to discovery where it's going to have, Discovery Plus and, and HBO Max and CNN Plus, which I cannot believe that they're they think that 18 people are going to be enough to support a streaming service, mm-hmm. which right. seems to be their entire viewership base. But right. Uh, <laughs> right. And that's being kind to their numbers. Um, yeah, but it seems like it's going the other direction over there. But, you know, AT&T right. started to pull because. Uh, there was uh, DC Ultimate, DC Ultimate, I think DC so. Universe, yep. DC Universe, yep. DC right. Universe. They got right. folded into HBO Max, and you right. know, AT and T was doing that within the Warner Media Group. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we've seen that before. I would not be surprised if Epics <laughs> vanishes in the next six months. But I think you know what. But I honestly, think what I what I think is going to happen is because with HBO Max, because you have you can get everything on HBO Max as far as DC, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim. Um, what else? Um, there's on there. Yeah, right H- HBO Max is the is Time Warner United. Oh yeah, you know and, uh, it's ev- it's everything. Yeah. But the best part is, is that all the content's on there, all of it, every single, every, all of it. Whereas I think that if Am- if Amazon you, does this right, you may have just sold me on HBO Max. By the way, I'm Continue. telling you, okay, I'm telling you, you got. I mean, I have back. It's I'm I'm loving it more and more and more. So I think I you honestly, told me Adult Swim's on there, which yeah. means C Labs on there. You may have just sold me on HBO yep. Max. Yep, I'm telling you, it's it's great, it's great stuff. But I th- I truly believe that with all these players out there, with this move, I honestly believe that they should Amazon should basically incorporate all the content in one platform, and it's a pain to butt to go to because I have okay I have HBO Max, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime Video. Um, what else I have? I think that's it. Yeah. So um, and you're and I'm like it's it's too much, but it's, I had but I had the choice of going to what I want to watch streaming because I'm religiously streaming. So I, I I like that, but also in the same took part of me wants to go to one streaming app to watch all my content all at once. 
and with and with prime channels you can do that oh i know with prime channels yeah and i have yeah I which, do. And I have which is the point so right they can start bringing stuff in that way and become exactly. a hub the right. way that at&t what uh apple tv tried to be mm-hmm. um but never oh what i'm sorry i opened hulu to see if c lab was still over here while we were talking about it and uh there is a very strange nope i didn't think so uh (laughs) there's a really strange ad for what appears to be a tv series with michael sarah and amy schumer Ooh, okay (laughs) no thank you our path (laughs) yeah so i would like to yeah i would i mean again you know um if we had that we had we had that crystal ball um but for me i think you know again i think that it would be you know it would be nice to see that incorporated but you know but i'm definitely i'm all in with it you know they they got a big they got a big win out of it but also too they're also with a play with with apple apple tv with uh, apple plus with their announcement they got baseball they had a couple nights of baseball week you know yeah. getting like i mean that's huge that's huge. I mean, and whereas, you know, the, the, the major TV networks are like, they don't have the money for it. Right. They don't have, they don't, they the don't have the money. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And online. I, I think I saw somewhere that Apple was going to bid. I think it was Apple was going to bid on uh NFL Sunday ticket. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll they get pissed. it. They pissed enough people off when they when they got the streaming rights for Peanuts, Ch- Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I'm not believe me. My wife is not a happy was not a happy puppy about that, not yeah. at all. But I mean, yeah. So I mean, and it's like it's a shame because you know, like I again going back to you know, my mom is a huge TCM fan. She watches the classics religiously. So if they pull that content, pull that off the, the air. From TCM off cable networks, and it go and it goes to goes to Amazon Prime. You're going to lose a lot of people, a lot of devoted yeah, people. Something like TCM. I mean, they've they've got all the the Turner backlog uh, that they right. could that they could rely on. Uh, but then, you know, the Criterion Collection seems to always be up for for uh, for bid. Mm-hmm. So you know, they could they could bid on the Criterion Collection and stuff like that, and Right. They just switch from from a heavy focus on on MGM to a heavy focus on older Universal, and you know you, they can make it work. Yeah, just yeah. licensed content because that's right. all it is. It's always just been licensed content. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. We'll we'll uh, we'll see what happens uh, down the road. So um, so again, Amazon, if you're listening, you know we got a lot of great ideas. So just <laughs> give us, uh, you know, shoot us an email or or. Tag us on Twitter. This is fascinating. Um, so I think this was about, we talked about this on an episode, I think last year, I believe, about about CDs. I don't have CDs. I haven't had CDs in like, God knows, like many, many years. This is nuts. Okay. Now, according to data published by the Recording Industry Association of America, listen to this. CD sales in the U.S. for 2021 Increased for the first time in almost two decades. 
Shipments rose from 31.6 million in 2020 to 46.6 million last year. And the revenue from this format rose from $483.2 million to 584, $584.2 million. Now, this is where it was like weird. This is going to even be more bizarre. Axios noting that the increase is another key element of the resurgence in physical music. Vinyl sales have been already steadily increasing for over a decade and a half now. Yeah. And hit 39.7 million units in the U.S. last year, bringing in, excuse me, bringing in $1 billion in revenue. Now, the the pay descriptions made up up to up made up 57.2% of revenue measured by the RIAA last year at $8.6 billion, while as for streams bought brought in $1.8 billion. Meanwhile, CD and vinyl album sales combined made up less than 11% of revenue. That is, that is fascinating that people are still, that CDs, you know, the show title is CD still, is CD still a thing? That's crazy. I haven't had CD yet. Like I, those big, those big, those big, tall, like big, big, tall CD towers that I, that I had, I had that like, were like about maybe like, eight four, or six or seven feet high. And I had, I bought like went to the local, to our mall, you know, to get CDs or I'll go to, there's one still exists now in Princeton that sells CDs. And that was like, I think I had it like gone there, you know, six, seven years ago. Um, but I was like amazed. That's a stunner that people are still getting CDs and vinyl. So I, I was looking for the article. I can't come up with the, Oh, yeah. I can't come up with the the company name offhand. I think it was something you like useless to search on, like yes mm. or something. Mm. Um, and they were making connected records mm. um, using NFC uh, built into the records because vinyl sales were going up so much mm. that they were giving uh, publishers the ability to include essentially a digital version of the album with the physical uh with vinyl that you could you could authenticate with the nfc okay uh and that was like seven years ago Mm -hmm. and he gave us a stat then that that vinyl sales had had increased for the first time in like two decades it was very similar uh so I mean, we're just following behind, just a little quicker. But yeah, I just because I'm I'm. But we skip I, cassettes, right? Right. Cassettes are still being produced for some reason, and being produced again. Like there is growth in cassettes, but not anything to be. But not on a grand scale, though. Yeah, yeah. And I and I, you know, I don't. You know, I listen to streaming music. I mean, I'm, I have Spotify, I have Amazon Music. Um, uh, Pandora, iHeartRadio, um, uh, one-on-one live. I mean, because I listen to broad YouTube YouTube music. Because I listen to like during the course of the day, I go through the course of all those apps. 
I'm weird, so you know what the hell. Um, but we knew that. <laughs> so I like to like a diverse, diverse mix you know, of music that I listen to during a, um, each day, um, and I, I, I just never even dreamed that that people again, that again, still buy these buy CDs. And how it like and how it like it grew, I know to almost a half a billion dollars last year, and and yet it kind of and it overtakes the um, overtakes the uh, shooting by far. That's incredible. Well. That that could either have something to say about the number of CDs that have been sold, or something to say about the uh, poor revenue that's generated from streaming services. Right, that's true too. That is true. That is true. Of course, because I with the streaming music that I listen to, with the exception of um, um, actually I don't I don't I no, I use the uh, the ad model, so I don't do the pay thing because it's too much, um, and I only listen to it like from like during when 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 at work, so I don't you know it's a waste of money to. You know, because I don't do that, but but I just you know, like again, I just done that. You know, that's, that's really it's fun. It like uh, really fascinating about that. So yeah, cool. All right, all right. Well, streaming. Speaking of streaming, um, in a different sense, <laughs> um, Jen Thorpe, who is a staff writer for uh, Geek News Central, is reporting that it probably should not be a surprise to anyone that Netflix is aware that some people share the Netflix subscription with people who live outside our household. In Thank response, mm-hmm. and they weren't aware of that. Shame on them. Right. In response, Netflix is in the process of cracking down on that practice. Soon, Netflix users required to pay more there's to pay more to their share account with a person who doesn't live in their household. That cost on top of the Netflix's person's Netflix subscription. Uh, Netflix provided the following information on a website in a post titled, quote, paying to share Netflix outside your household is written by Shen Ji Long. Um, Netflix continued by clarifying, quote, so for the last year, I've been working on ways to enable members who share their outside households to do so easily and securely while also paying a bit more. This new, quote, pay more effort is going to be launched and tested out over the next few weeks for Netflix users in Chile, Costa Rica and Peru. One new feature is called Add Extra Member. Um, quote, members on our standard and premium plans will be able to add some of the accounts for up to two people they don't live with, each with their own profile, personalized recommendations, login, and password. Netflix lists the prices for people in each of these countries they are starting with. The uh, the other, <clears throat> excuse me, the other new feature is called Transfer a Profile to New Account. Members on our basic standard and premium plans can enable people who share their account to transfer profile information either to new account or extra member sub account, keeping the viewing history, uh, my list, and personal personalized recommendations. Um, Variety is reporting that in the, for, in the three test markets, notify Netflix, excuse me, will start notifying members who share their account outside the household about new options. Netflix will notify members who share their account outside of their household to verify their account if a device of their if a device outside of their home logs into the account. Netflix will then ask the user to verify the login from the device by sending a verification code. And I don't know anybody, and there's no way in hell I'm sharing my password to anyone. <laughs> no. <laughs> because God forbid if you if I share my password, you know, and someone's be a little play a little detective 
you know, and they're going to start, you know, getting my other stuff. So, you know, so good on Netflix. If I mean, absolutely. You know, if you want to, like, if you're share, if you're sharing it to someone else and they're not paying for it, yeah, good on them. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's their service. They create the rules. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is the rule. Yep. Yep. It's pricey, but you know, <laughs> oh, well, you know, tough, tough luck. So, all right. All right. Uh, meanwhile, um, Verizon is introducing a new, new discount to the Fios Forwards plans, which should let low-income low income customers get fiber internet for free when combined with discounts through the Federal, Federal Affordable Connectivity Program. The free tier, which is normally $40 a month, includes 300 mega speeds as well as a $10 discount on a Verizon Unlimited Wireless plan. Customers who need more bandwidth and are able to pay more can get a gigabit connection for $50 a month with the ACP discount, which also includes more benefits and larger self-plan discount. Verizon says Fires Forward is able to people who have been approved for the ACP benefit. The 200 megabyte tier used to cost $20 a month. This is according to a Wayback Machine archive from November. So Verizon new discounts could be saving lower income customers a substantial amount of money. The 30 megabit speeds mentioned on Verizon's website should be available to, quote, most customers, but they can vary by location. This is from an email that the diverged from Verizon spokesperson Alex Lawson. Verizon's press release says that speeds start at 200 megabytes, which is still relatively high compared to other low-income plan, low-income internet plans. Especially um, when you take into consideration that Fios is uh, bi-directional. Mm-hmm. And this is great news for a lot of people who live in an address that has Fios. Um, however, um, Fios is only available in a handful of metro cities, which including my me, um, I have Verizon Fios. Um, but in some areas where I live, in my area, in my area in Hamilton, it's available. However, there's some pockets, literally, <laughs> I'm not joking, literally like feet feet away, um, it's not available. In some area parts are not available. So. And having dial up because I because I uh, know people I work with people that tell me that they they're on DSL then they can't get and there's people that I li- that live down South Jersey um, towards the shore they don't have they all I get is DSL they don't have, they don't have uh, they can't get they they can't get they can't get Comcast or Xfinity they have to either get satellite or DSL okay Woof. that's wild. All right. I don't know if this is me or if this is. So, oh, hey, you're back. I don't it's, know. Yeah, I'm back. I it's, don't know if you were gone or if I was gone, but. Well, it was a little, it was a little, cho- it was a little choppy and it's a little, it's a little choppy now. So, but uh, yeah, so it's, I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's, they should like, you know, with in this day and age in this, in this country, in this area, you know, why are they not rolling it out to more people, you know, is unconscionable. So hopefully, so this is good uh, news. Expensive and uh, possibly right. never recoup the costs. Mm-hmm. Exactly, it's a big yeah. It is it is a big investment. So hopefully, but again, hopefully, th- hopefully this is good. Some good news. Yeah. Um, for folks. Um, yeah, this uh, is good. For, yep. All right, and next up, it.
it'll be on the next flight. Now, um, the do me a favor. Origin. Do me a favor. Say all yeah. that again. An, an, edit, <laughs> an edit point for yourself, uh, but also the ability for the live audience to be able to hear. Okay. <laughs> all right. It's reported all over the interwebs that SNL star Pete Davidson will be on the next Blue Origin flight. Now, uh, quote NS twenty crew on this mission. Five paying customers on the Blue Origins fourth crew flight. Previous guests have included. <clears throat> Excuse me, um, Star Trek, Star Trek actor William Shatner, um, Good Morning America anchor and former football star Michael Strahan, female avatar av aviator, excuse me, Wally Funk, and the Blue Origin founder Jeff Bezos himself. Blue Origin said it will announce the new six, the new six crew member quote in the coming days. So, and he was not going to, from what I understood, and looking at the news. Um, Thoroughly, apparently, he wasn't paying one cent to ride, which I believe was the case with Shatner too. No, he paid. Did he? He he paid. Okay, he paid. So does uh, does Elon own uh, owe uh, Kim Kardashian something or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That I mean, he yeah I. I was—I knew you were going to say that, and I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen eventually. That was going to come up. It had to. It's yep. the only thing relevant about him. Absolutely, and it's I, certainly not his acting or his comedy. And that's another thing too. I mean, and that's what I also too because one, he had a—he did a—he uh, was on the roast for Comedy Central, and he was really good on it. But, but as far as like all the other stand. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan. And when yeah. I saw the new, when I heard again, this been going on on Twitter and all over the news, you know, every every which way to every way to Sunday, and I'm like, how? First, I heard that he, they said he was not getting paid. He, he didn't pay. Then the the Kim Kardashian route. <laughs> so I didn't know anything about this uh, until now. Oh, and my. uh i it was my first thought because <laughs> pete davidson is such a nothing mm -hmm. the only thing relevant about him is that somehow he's dating kim kardashian now right. as if as if she needed to fall further from grace oh. <laughs> i don't know yeah this was what the most else? well this was the odd yeah this was like this is not odd but We'll we'll get the odd, you know. Oh, it's bit. definitely a little odd. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Elon is planning to push him out the window. Oh boy, that would be I can I can see I can yeah. see that I can see the memes now. It would help SNL's <laughs> ratings, I bet. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know that there's anything that can be uh, done to save their ratings at this point. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's that's something for a whole different. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Elon, um, 
<laughs> um, a former Tesla employee has been, quote, dismissed from the company after critiquing Tesla's technology on his YouTube channel. John Bernal previously worked on Tesla's autopilot team, having been promoted from data annotation specialist to advanced driver assistance systems test operator during his approximately two-year tenure with a Model 3 of his own. Bernal started his YouTube channel called AI Addict, hoping to share his love for Tesla's, quote, potentially life-saving technology. Electric vehicles, but mainly uses online presence to show off Tesla's full self-driving or FSD beta, beta feature. But that same YouTube channel resulted in Bernal's termination over a year, one year later. Autopilot team told Bernal not manager quote never put anything writing. Tesla's social media policy simply states the company quote relies on the common sense and good judgment of its employees to engage in responsible social media activity. This is coming from a current Tesla employee. Uh, Bernal's FSD beta access was also revoked at the time, but dismissal despite a lack of safety strikes, quote, safety, quote, strikes in the software ability to continuing ability to continue reviewing technology yeah. now that he's completely on his own. That's it. He's lost. He's lost the ability to, to review the tech that mm -hmm. that was what it was all about. Right. And despite it all, um, he remains committed to Tesla technology. Um, he told CNBC, uh, Bernal told CNBC, I still care about Tesla vehicle safety and finding and fixing bugs. So basically, see, a lot of companies, the company I work for, you have to be, when you're posting something on social media, you have to be extremely careful to A, mm -hmm. say that I'm not, you know, I'm, some, I'm an independent person. You know, this is so-and-so. I don't. Yeah. I can't give a right or wrong opinion about it. Um, but, you know, so it, it was, you know, so Tesla did, did the right, did, you know, basically told him, you know, he didn't go, go by it. So yeah. Got fired, so yeah. Hey, you're so, causing us problems and we can't right. have an employee causing us problems. So mm -hmm. stop doing it. Right. No, and, no. Right, get out. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, so, um, you know, bummer that he got fired, but also the same token, shame on you that you didn't, <laughs> that you didn't, uh, that he didn't follow the policy. Yeah. All right. All right. And next up, delivery drivers are trying to pressure Amazon to pay more to its flex program drivers to accommodate surging gas prices around um, CNBC reporting. Around 50 delivery and rideshare drivers, including drivers for the Flex Delivery Program, gathered to protest outside an Amazon warehouse near Los Angeles on Wednesday. Amazon Flex drivers use their personal vehicles to deliver packages for the e-retail giant rather than be employed by delivery contractors for Amazon and purchase their own fuel. A Flex driver called Carrie Suffrage told CNBC, quote, my car used to fill up on $25, now it's closer to $40. She also added... Um, I'm spending, quote, I'm spending $208 a week and lucky to make $500 to $700 during that same, during that same period. 
Um, CNBC reported the protests were organized by Mobile Workers Alliance, a group which describes itself as representing gig mobile gig economy workers. The MW, MVA tweeted on uh, tweeted yesterday, "quote We rideshare drivers are so proud to have joined." Amazon flex delivery workers yesterday to call for higher pay rates during this massive surge in gas prices. An Amazon spokesperson told CNBC the company is, quote, closely monitoring the situation. The spokesperson also told CNBC, quote, uh, we've already made several adjustments through price through pricing surges in impacted areas to help ease some of the financial challenges. As the, uh, they also added, quote, as the situation involves, we'll continue to make changes where we can help support our partners. So, yeah, it's, yeah, gas is high. Yeah, <laughs> I spent, for sure. I mean, I spent, I filled up my, my, my car uh, yesterday. It was $70. <sighs> and, yeah, I, I was not a happy puppy. <laughs> I recently did a road trip. Oh, that's right. You did. Yeah. Oof. And the amount was <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, yeah, that's, I mean, that. so I didn't want to like, you know, when with this, with all the craziness in this world, you know, I've tried to, you know, I'm not, we're not going to go into politics and all that and everything, but, but this is something that's really, uh, it's, it's very, um, there's no words to describe it. I mean, there's no word to describe it. And I saw I saw a yeah. post on Facebook, um, which is kind of true. Um, it was a it was a satellite image of a of a um, of a star of a Starbucks, and um, it said only in America. <laughs> it said um, you're going to wait in line for a Starbucks for five dollars a copy or coffee, but yet you're pitching about gas. And I'm like, yep, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. So, all right. All right. Yeah, something about only in America will you see people idling in their car in line to pick up Starbucks. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was the one. And then and then complain about the price of gas or that something was the, like that. That was the photo. Yep, that was the yeah. photo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That's cool. Yeah, I saw that about an hour before we went live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And finally, this is a light tech news week because, um, you know, this uh, because everything going on in the world, but managed to get get something together. But but this is this is really out of this world. Ridiculous. And I'm, I can't believe this. Ha- this, ha- this, actually, this is actually true. This is no joke. Um, <clears throat> Russians are attempting to sell McDonald's menu items online at highly inflated prices. This is following the closure of more than 800 restaurants in the country. Um, insider reviewed viewed multiple listings on Avito, A-V-I-T-O, a Russian classified ads website which offered products including Big Macs and McMuffins. Avito is described on LinkedIn as, as the most popular classified sites in Russia and the second biggest in the world. One Moscow, Moscow-based seller advertised a Big Mac for the equivalent of around, and get ready for this, $36. The figure is based on exchange at the time of the report of, this, of the report. <clears throat> excuse me. According to economist Big Mac Index, there's a Big Mac Index. First of all, which I never, which blew my mind about that in the beginning. 
in Russia, the burger would usually cost 100, 135 rubles or around $1. Another seller recently posted a McDonald's breakfast, including McMuffins, potato pancakes, and sauces for around $18. In a listing translated to English, the seller said that they will offer the offer. They were offering the items to quote those who want to enjoy the last taste of a bygone error. Nothing appears to be off limits. Even there's people that are selling McDonald packages. Um, so at the time of the writing, that was being reported by Yahoo News. One of these so listing showed a paper bag being advertised for the equivalent of $373, and it's not known if their bag has any products in it. Um, the the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, Wait, it's getting better. It, it, it gets, there's more. <laughs> the website also contained several other advertisements offering packaging, including cups and French fried holders. One seller advertised a McDonald's signature glass for about $74. Remember those those glasses back in the day, those Coke glasses? I still have one of those. Oh, yeah. Like I know the, you know. <clears throat> like the ones that were like the old malt-looking glasses? Exactly, yep. <laughs> yep. I have, I have way too many of those. <laughs> Again, why am I surprised? According to the, <laughs> the Indy 100, one Russian completely filled his fridge with McDonald's burgers that had the closures per... This is from a photo post on Reddit. The caption alongside the photo read, quote, McDonald's is permanently closing in Russia. Here's my friend stash. <laughs> McDonald's. Uh, McDonald's CEO uh, Chris Chemsinski sent a memo to employees March 8th that it was, quote, impossible to predict when McDonald's will reopen its restaurants. Let the company, quote, closely uh, monitor the situation. That's going to be the catchphrase of 2022. <laughs> Closely monitoring the situation. <laughs> You've said it at least twice tonight. And I think we've got the show title. <laughs> so as a note, mm -hmm. um, a veto is not available outside of Russia right now. Okay. All right. Uh, there is a note on the website when you try to go to it mm. that says, dear customer, oh, translated to English. Dear customers, we draw your attention to the fact that international traffic is temporarily temporarily limited on the website and in the application. Oh, uh, my guess is because of this story. Just a guess. Mm -hmm. I think so. They are they are getting bombarded with uh, with traffic mm -hmm. because of this story from outside the country, and they're like, "Whoop out!" <laughs> and yeah, this was. Um... Oops. Uh, this was reported. Um, I'm looking to back go back to my. Um... It's interesting. They rec they give uh, two options on what you can do: connect to another network or disable VPN, because mm. they are aware that so many Russians are currently connected to VPNs uh, to report that they're somewhere else, so that they can get real news. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was this was reported on Sunday, which was uh, this this week. Yeah. So, yeah. So interestingly, I, I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to mm -hmm. connect to a VPN and say that I'm in Russia because <laughs> <laughs> I want to see this page. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. Yeah. <laughs> Hooray for pure VPN! I don't Very at all. I don't at all use it to watch <laughs> uh, television from the BBC and Channel Four <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> And it's not at all less expensive than paying for BritBox. There you go. And there's... <coughs> <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's yeah. So that's I. So we haven't had, see we haven't had we hadn't had an episode in over a month, and I and I was you know for the the end final segment, you know I wanted to, like this is something that was like really out of this this completely bonkers. I mean, there's we had some bonker bonker uh, bonker uh, uh, topics and um, to to cover, but this one just really this is on this is going on the top again. <laughs> we're gonna have to, when we do the end of the year or some in around that time frame <laughs> this is going to be in, again this is going to be in that uh in that slot uh wow okay and all right all right awesome okay so this it's a short tech news week so um you know because again i you know when pulling stories for the week it's um you know a lot of stuff going on in the world and i did you know we're not going to even go there's other pockets political podcast you can listen to and watch and right. dissect and everything like that so this is a tech news um podcast you know so but definitely um you know look you know just don't consume it consume sub consume much of it you know yeah. just <laughs> if you want politically motivated content you can go over to our sister show Right, Geek News Central. GeekNewsCentral.com. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, Todd uh, has been. He's been on a. He's been. He's been on a, on a tear. So God bless the man. So, all right, okay. And with that, that is the um, tech news um, for this week for Friday. Make sure my music is up here. And I knew this is going to be going weird here. Okay, there we go. And that is tech news for this week for Friday, March 18th, 2022. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Show notes from this episode can be found at gncweekly.com. Also, be sure to check out the latest tech news and commentary from geeknewshunch.com. And be sure to tune in. And be sure to tune in and watch... It's not cuts off because I'm <laughs> also be sure to check out the latest tech news and commentary from geeknewscentral.com and be sure to tune in Mondays and Thursday evenings at geeknewscentral.com slash live for the Geek News Central podcast and then be sure to watch and tune in at gncweekly.com slash live Friday evenings 8pm Eastern time again we're back in two weeks on April 1st special time special guest at 6pm Eastern time and as always, if you're new to podcasts, be sure to like and subscribe to the GNCWIR channel on YouTube. Also, please make sure to click on the bell and always like and always like notifications so you will not miss the next episode. Also, be sure to share this episode with people that you know and check out the podcast and pass along pass along the word that this podcast easily describe on your favorite podcast app and be sure to tune in F5 Live Refreshing Technology with Scott and Adrian Pelch. Sunday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern Time will be at uh, f5live.tv slash join us or be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. If you have a comment on this week's episode, we would love to hear them. Head on over to gncweekly.com slash connect and connect via email, Twitter, or Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Kirk Corliss. Scott is on Twitter at Triple T M A B O. Till the next episode, GNC Week in Review. So long. Ciao.